millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But first to a roundup of the week's news from our rural news team. Sally Murphy's in Ototahi Christchurch. And what's happening on the campaign trail, Sally? Well, the National Party's promising to eliminate resource consents for building water storage on farmland, but a consent would still be required to take water. It's also proposing removing consent requirements to plant commercial fruit and vegetables and greater penalties for biosecurity breaches. Any policies from other parties announced this week? No, not this week, but the agricultural spokespeople from the top five parties did clash at a debate in Waikato this week. They covered farm inflation, milk prices, the ute tax, carbon farming, compounding regulations and farmer confidence. Here's Labor's Damien O'Connor. I went back and had a look at the confidence surveys over the years. Funnily enough, uh, since we got into government, they've all been negative. That's in spite of actually there being a $9 milk price and average $12 per kilogram for lamb. So why would that be? I hope it's not a bias against what governments do. Ex-Andrew Hoggard had this to say on whether there is a climate emergency. Is it happening? Yes. Is it an emergency? Is everything falling around, down around us? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, there is climate change happening. I don't like the idea of everyone screaming it's an emergency, that's the end of the world. The emissions trading scheme came under attack for encouraging farmers to convert productive land into pine. New Zealand First's Mark Patterson wanting to fight back with some more regulation or red tape. The problem with the ETS is it's an artificial construct by the government. It needs to be at a certain level to drive emissions reduction by polluters but it's far too profitable. It's a license to print money for landowners and investors that want to put trees in. So we actually, this is one area where we actually do need some red tape. Nationals Todd McClay accused the Greens of calling farmers villains. Eugenie Sage saying that isn't true. What the Greens do is highlight the issues and the solutions that we want. And it's interesting that Nationals talking about outcomes. The new National Built Environment Bill is or Act is all about outcomes. And yet National wants to completely overturn it and all of the work that that involves. We need to recognise when there are environmental challenges, whether it's freshwater, whether it's climate, and we need to tackle those. Todd McClay went on to tell the farmer-friendly audience his party has the answers. The way that we fix this is to build trust back into farmers, stop trying to run farms for Wellington, and understand that farmers care about the land, they want to do well, get costs down upon them, don't force more and more regulations, and when you need a rule, make it a good rule that focuses on the outcome, not a costly rule that just burdens them. And it seems most of the audience agreed, many saying after the debate they are voting national. Moving on from politics, a new project set to breed the sheep of the future. What's that all about? 
Well, sheep with finer wool, a greater tolerance for hot weather, lower methane emissions and top quality meat traits is the aim of a new seven-year programme called Sheep of the Future. The $10.5 million project is a collaboration between state-owned farming company Pamu, its subsidiary Focus Genetics, also Ag Research and the Ministry for Primary Industries. Pamu Chief Executive Mark Leslie told us the groundbreaking programme aims to transform sheep production. We think we can also play a critical role to actually support the industry in some of those challenges that have been faced and whether it's the lower methane emissions or whether providing sheep that meet the different um, climate needs in the park, I think that's a critical role we can play in terms of supporting that broader industry. And Sally, you have some news on the embattled Taratahi Agricultural Training Centre near Masterton. That's right, a potential buyer has been found for the Wairarapa facility, which was placed into liquidation back in 2018, owing $24 million. The latest report from liquidators, Grant Thornton, says a sale and purchase agreement has been presented to the interested buyers. Once that's back from the unnamed party, it will be sent to Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor. Mr O'Connor says he will only allow Taratahi to transfer out of Crown hands if the property and facilities remain in agricultural education. And there's encouraging signs on the vegetable front. There is. Spring supplies are plentiful and massive price hikes of a year ago are not on the cards. Jerry Prendergast of the grower industry group United Fresh says good winter planting conditions are resulting in a wide range of vegetables ready for harvest right now. When it comes to uh, leafy greens, a definite easing in price and uh, what we will see is our next food price index for vegetables not sitting in those high percentiles. There'll still be a slight increase, but from the same period last year where we saw the big jumps going up in value and holding that period have caught up. So the the continual rise is not um, maintaining and we're seeing more of a uh, flattening or easing of the vegetable prices. Now, Federated Farmers wants an inquiry into rural banking. Yes, that's because a survey the group did back in May showed the average interest rate for farmers was 7.84% and average overdraft interest rates were at 10.07%. Spokesperson Richard McIntyre says rates have climbed since then and rural inflation is sitting between 14 and 17%. Now that compares to the country's average of 6%. Farmers are talking to us a lot about how they've noticed that the banks are charging them higher interest rates for their rural lending than they are for residential lending, but there seems to be no clear explanation as to why. So we want to know if the higher interest rates for farmers are increasing banks' profits or cross-subsidising a much more competitive market for home loans, and we'd also like to understand what role regulation is playing in these higher interest rates farmers are paying. Mr McIntyre says debt levels are far higher for agribusinesses than for residential borrowers, with farmers carrying around $63 billion of debt. Let's take a dip into the weather now, and after a really wet winter, conditions are starting to dry out in parts of the country. They are. A month of sunny weather has brought some relief to cyclone-hit farmers on the east coast. However, they actually now need a bit of rain to push a healthy spring flush. In Wairoa, farming leader Alan Newton says there's been a little bit of grass growth in the last month, but not enough. He says farmers are after some warm rain to sprout pasture growth to boost feed levels. They're quite run down on most places due to slips and just the very, very wet season that we've had. During those wet, cold times, the cattle ate a lot of grass. You've just got to buy feed in. 
for people in the in the backcountry areas, they can't buy feed in because they can't get the feed to the livestock for a start. A lot of tracks are still not open. Alan Newton says East Coast farmers are resilient and will find a way to make it work. And lastly, Sally, we do love our bananas, don't we? Global supplies are lower than normal. Will New Zealanders have to go without? That's right, Kiwis love bananas. In fact, we're the highest consumers of the fruit in the world, eating 18 kilos per person each year. But due to weather and disease, global production is down by around 6%. Foodstuff's Bridget Corson has just returned from visiting suppliers in the Philippines and she says good relationships are vital to securing enough bananas. We've seen uh, prices ease up over the uh, last year as a result of supply being tighter. Hoping for a better season with El Nino and coming in that weather pattern uh, that will uh, heat things up in Ecuador uh, with the weather and then we'll see slightly better supply. And that's the Rural News Wrap with our reporter Sally Murphy from Otutahi Christchurch. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.